This episode is brought to you by paramedicshop.com.au, Australia's biggest and best online paramedic store. Hello and welcome to Rambling Ambos. The opinions and ideas of those on the panel are their own and do not reflect any service or organisation they may be associated with. Coming up, the whole team are back and to kick off the show, they're sharing their most embarrassing mistakes. Then in the debrief, we're discussing whether the COVID vaccine should be mandatory. And in light of Are You OK Day, we talk about how we handle the big jobs after the adrenaline has subsided. Then later, we have a big announcement to share before we jump into the clinical corner for another cases review session. Remember to hit subscribe on your favourite streaming service, but all this and much more is coming up now on Rambling Ambos. Hello, hello. Welcome to Rambling Ambos. My name is Carl and today on the team you have intensive care paramedic Evan. Hey mate, how well, are you? I'm good. It's been a while. How have you been? It's been too long. Uh, fantastic mate. It's good to be back. Ah, fantastic. And uh, guys, introducing special operations paramedic Genevieve. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Thanks. What an achievement. Yeah, it's been a long seven weeks, but uh, well, here we are. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since we last recorded and we haven't seen your, your face in a while, yeah. which is a bit of a shame. But wow, uh, Special Operations Paramedic, you, um, you've you uh, pretty much made Lee's role now redundant. Hey, Lee. <laughs> Should I just see myself out? Or? <laughs> well, look, um, I guess, yeah, we... Uh, anyway, uh, Jen, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, no, super stoked, super stoked. So just finished seven weeks and then... Um, Back on road this week. Back on road. Wow. So what was that course like? I mean, how many times did you shit your pants or almost <laughs> shit your pants? <laughs> because I, I've seen some vision. In fact, I was actually quite cranky. Um, you were on one of my most favourite television shows. Ah, uh, yes. A Current Affair. A Current Affair a current with affair. my what idol Tracy Grimshaw. What have I done? No. I know. No, oh, it no, wasn't actually thing. Tracy Grimshaw. Unfortunately, we did <sighs> not get to meet the one and only Tracy Grimshaw. For those um, listening from Pakistan, Tracy Grimshaw is a... Um, uh, all-round media personality in uh, Australia. Fantastic lady. Have we got a listener in Pakistan? Oh, yeah, we yeah, do. Excellent. Just one. Oh, excellent. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Hello. where did, where did that just come from? I thought I'd help him out. Yeah. <laughs> or her. Or, or her. She. Yep. But no, if we were on a, a current affair. They came in and filmed one of our um, uh, interagency days with the police force, the yeah, right. New South Wales Fire Rescue. Yep. Um, Australian. Who else did we work Australian, with? Uh, Defence Force. Defence Force, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I can't remember. Okay, actually, we My do need to well yeah. <laughs> That's what I see. Fact checker. Yeah, so uh, I'm famous. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and that's look, Lee, I'm sorry, mate. It oh, is great listen. to have you here. Thanks for thanks for letting me come despite not being um, the only special oh. one at the table well, anymore. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm it's feeling ex- quite... Ex- I'm excited to have Jen um, join the ranks of the special operations yeah. team. Yeah. Well, I, I am feeling quite inferior here, no. guys. But um, oh. if, you'd, if you'd let me stay on the show, that'd be really <laughs> nice, even though you're all in my house. But anyway. <laughs> if, if we all need someone else to pick up man off yeah. the floor. <laughs> 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 Look, I'll be that person as if I can be in your group anyway. Yeah. But um, but guys, uh, it's great to be back here. We've um, we've been away for a couple of weeks, but um, in that time, we've had a bit of feedback. Um, Ali sent in a caller statement to us. Um, she said she went to a uh, 127-year-old male. No. Yeah, 127-year-old male, Ali. the world's oldest Oldest person, eldest person, oldest person. Is that our um, listener from Pakistan? Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not. It's not Muhammad Ali. It's uh, well, the patient was alive. Right? Ali have to and um, and well, apparently the patient had a blocked nose and sore knees from running. 
Um, and she let me know a little bit later that it was actually just a 32-year-old male. So, a bit of a letdown. But <laughs> I thought, oh. pardon? how excited would you be when you I saw that on the swindled. notes? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I so would this exciting story. not be excited, Carl. Oh, really? If I saw 127, <laughs> yeah, be like, I would... <laughs> Mental health, what's going on here? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd just, just be impressed at 127-year-old running and therefore hence why that's not a true story because it's can very you imagine cannulating um, that patient? They would mm. just implode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. talking to a, um, a, a friend of mine who's a nurse out in Mudgee and um, she attends to a 98-year-old male that still has cattle on his farm and goes out on his little... A ATV, yeah. all-terrain vehicle, yeah, yeah, yeah. and musters the the bloody Good sheep. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like he's fallen over a hundred times and like wow. they build them yeah. differently in the yeah. country. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. being said, I did meet a recently a hundred and one year old male who still plays the accordion and rows on his um, rowing ergo every day. Yeah. Mm. Which I thought was pretty good. So, what's the key that. to longevity then? Is it the accordion or it the rowing machine? The accordion. Okay. 100% gotcha. the accordion. accordion. Yeah. Good music. Yeah. Yeah. Love an accordion. Yeah. <laughs> um, guys, we also have a very exciting and special announcement slash perhaps giveaway later Ooh. on the show, which um, which is, which is pretty exciting. So, um, can't wait to to get to that. But um, before we do. Uh, we've got some groovy music to play and then uh, our most barring, embarrassing mistakes. Um, was that one of them? Look, yeah, it was a bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> was one. We might have to edit that one out later. Um, but guys, you ready for the music? Yeah, yeah bring right. it on. Here it is. <sighs> All right. So, Lee. My most embarrassing Your, moment. Yeah, well, m- listen. Or, or like an embarrassing mistake. It doesn't have to be the most because we still want you to have a job. Yeah. But. I was a very junior, very junior <laughs> paramedic I and I, you know, I haven't made a mistake since. So Yeah, of course. Um, of yeah, course. Yeah. Except for that one time I missed a cannula. That was really embarrassing. Oh. Um, no, I was, it was very junior and I was sent out to the ambulance to get the stretcher as, as most of us have been, have, have, have done. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I went out, it was an aspirin extremist, very sick patient. My, my partner was quite, you know, whipped up about this patient. So I ran out to the, the, the car, opened the back doors, pulled the stretcher out, turned around, closed the doors. And by the time I had turned back around to get the stretcher, it was rolling down the hill <laughs> towards an alpha car oh. that I didn't know who occupied. An alpha this, car? Like, an, a, alpha, like, like a, an alpha Romeo? No, 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 no. Like a... Like a a big boss car. Oh. Okay. And not just like a like like just a medium level boss car. A big boss. Outstepped the assistant commissioner <laughs> who was who heard the who heard the tra- the transmission and decided to just pop in and help because oh, my partner sounded just quite whipped up. He caught the stretch and he said, You probably need this. <laughs> oh, yes, I probably do. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> so that was pretty embarrassing, but mm. like I said, it's, it's but uphill from there. Wow. Oh, that's not bad. Not bad. Uh, Ev, um, I'm. I've just changed my mind of the embarrassing moment that I'm going to talk of. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Yeah, I. You've got so a, many to pick well, from. There, Ev. there is a just, few. Yeah, yep. it's just they're slowly coming back to me now that we've yeah. mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, just recently uh, treating a, a. I think she was about 26 year old uh, for some abdominal pain, mm-hmm. and the family were there, and uh, I've turned around and said, "Oh, um, Dad, do you mind going and getting her medications in a person?" Phone so we can take him to hospital, and he said, uh, "Yeah, no, I'm her partner. Oh. Oh. We're actually married. Oh. So the oh. worst. Clinger, clinger. Oh, so dad. that's why you always say, are you yeah, a relative or you know what I feel Like everyone's been in that situation. Yeah, I've definitely <laughs> done sure that. Time yeah. stopped. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Jeez, Jen. Um, I actually can't think of one. I feel like. <laughs> I come can, on. Hey, Carl, I can think of a good one for Jen. Oh, really? Yeah. They said, Jen, I'm sorry about this, but. <laughs> 
on Jen's uh, late, on her course that we've already discussed, um, we do a familiarization day with the police uh-huh. on a lot of their operations because we work quite closely with them. And whilst um, real live firearms were being handed around the group to just get an appreciation for what they are and how to render them safe, uh, we were told very carefully not to uh, point the barrel towards anyone. <laughs> oh, my God. Which is pretty standard <laughs> stuff for a firearm. Yeah, right? You would think. You, would, you don't generally Look, point. I have very little experience with firearms. Very little. Continue. And <laughs> about a s- five seconds after that statement had been made, um, Jen... <laughs> Pointed the end of a Glock at her own face, <laughs> oh, Jesus, and, and said, "What comes out of here?" <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, well, you're in the right career t- at least. <laughs> there was a torch also oh. on the end of the Glock that yeah. I was trying to look at whilst so while also look, forgetting while that there's a the barrel torch, there. She's looking directly down <laughs> where the projectile would shoot her in the face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. it might have been about the torch. What comes out the end? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To, to be covered. fair, it um, very quickly got <laughs> removed out of my hands. And very day. quickly earned Jen an award for the end of the day that, that is given out at the end of each day for, for the most silly thing that happened. Yeah. That day. So it was yeah. well deserved. Well yeah. done. Yeah, that was. Just in front of everyone, fun. I take it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, 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 only, yeah. Only everyone. Yeah. 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 From four different services. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's all right. You can uh, recover from that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> only uphill from here, surely. Pass. <laughs> oh, that would have been an instant fail if I was. Uh, I, to be fair, they there was they were not live. There was nothing. Oh, Is that what okay. you call them? Oh yeah, yeah. Loaded. They were not. They were not loaded. But still, the yeah. The, yeah the, the, do you know how many previous paramedics we've lost? Yeah. yeah. To get to yeah. that point, with um, not loading them. Count now. my lucky day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, guys, I Carl, don't know. how about you? Mine's pretty bad. What have you oh, done? No. Well, okay. Is uh, it Wait, is it no. worse than rectal yeah, swabs? That's, that's, that's completely unrelated. That was just when I went above and beyond. <laughs> this is a mistake, okay? I think you could Here recycle so, that one if you wanted to. No, well, that was clearly me going beyond. So, okay, I was a trainee. I think um, I know the story. I don't have any experience with babies, right? So coming into this job... Um, babies are a new like phenomenon for me. And um, anyway, so um, my partner and I, we get called to this, uh, what I thought was a sick kid. It was vomiting and it had a temperature. Mm -hmm. That's standard. Yeah. 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 Anyway, anyway, so uh, look, we thought, oh, is it septic? But I don't know. Look, anyway, I can't even remember too much of the details about how the the actual pee baby was. I think it was a six month or eight month old baby. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe we better go lights and sirens to hospital and we'll uh, pass a, a, a bat phone. And anyway, I remember um, getting to the hospital where I, and I'm handing over the patient. Well, actually, before that, I've got the computer out and I'm doing my notes <laughs> on the way to hospital. Can't so be that sick. Actually, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> it couldn't have been that yeah. sick. But anyway, on the system that we use, we have the um, patient GCS, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's um, a little box which has like a pediatric um tick that you can click yeah. and if you kick, tick that it's like a pediatric version of the gcs mm-hmm. and then pops up below that is an is an apgar scale oh you didn't <laughs> and i thought oh hang on a second what's this <laughs> so, i was like oh this is quite relevant you know uh the patient's got a strong cry it's a, it's a good color <laughs> she's scoring pretty well so can far can i confirm that this was not a neonate so, anyway yes a six, six or month old. Oh, oh we did hear that got, got to hospital yeah. and i'm like oh yeah and the uh, apgar <laughs> 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 
Wow. And you know what? I said it so convincingly <laughs> that the triage nurse didn't even budge. She, she just accepted it and... Uh, Oh, the only, we the only thing that that could have made that worse is if you were in a recess. Oh, my God. Oh, recess I know. Could bay. you imagine? Oh, oh gosh. Look, well, you know what? I mean, we touched on it once in like the, the eight-week training course that we did. We only did it on one one occasion. <laughs> and look, it must have slipped my mind. I was going through this... Um, yeah, patient observations, that's, and that's I thought, good. well, this is um, another example it, of you going beyond. Well, I as think, well. I think to it could extra. also be used for um, you know, kids that don't talk. But Absolutely. anyway, that's so uh, that's my little one, five, and six months. Did it have yeah. dusky hands? <laughs> no, no dusky <laughs> hands. No, no. Good, strong, loud cry. Anyway, I can't even remember. What the, uh, right along. Okay, so uh, guys, the debrief today. You know, I mean, COVID has been so good to us, giving us so much content to, to talk about, and it's kind of back. Uh, in the um, circles again with us. So um, you'd be aware that uh, the, the politicians are very much spruiking uh, having a vaccine out by the end of the year, by October, December. Um, and my question for you guys is, do you think a COVID vaccine should be mandatory? Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. Lee, let's go, go on, Lee. Yes? yes? You think yes? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. <coughs> So for, for all health workers uh, and for all, I don't know, this is a bit of a touchy it's, subject because, it's you fraught. know. It's, it's a fraught subject. Mm. But Carl, I, don't, I mean, I like to think that modern medicine has done wonders, you know, mm. and, I, and, and I, I know that there is a place for other types of medicine, definitely. But mm. look at all the things that we've been able to eradicate out of, out of the world with immunizations and vaccines and and also and so I I'd like to think that this is going yeah. to be as safe as those. I, I mean, I don't know, but at some point I have to stop and I have to trust because I don't. I'm not a scientist and mm. I can't do the due diligence necessary to understand the science behind it. So mm. at some point I I just have to trust yeah. and I think if it's going to dig us out of this hole. Um, then yes, I think we should. Mm. I'm going to disagree with you. Yeah, mm. uh, I reckon no. I don't know. It's one of those things. I mean, I think that you can still put uh, parameters around access or um, work conditions, for example. So you yeah. know how you can like at school, certain schools will be like, well, no jab, no play. Like yeah, I think yes. I think that that kind of limitation should still exist. So yes. you know, if you d- haven't had the COVID vaccine, then you know you can't You're do X, Y, Z. Yeah, okay. But I still like even though it semi curtails someone's freedom of choice, there is still that choice if, mm. if you really don't about, want it. or in you terms know. of work? If you worked for an ambulance service, you know, in, an, in some part of the country or in the world and they say to you, if you don't have this COVID vaccine, mm. um, you're not to work anymore. Mm. As a healthcare worker, I would happily get it. Like, yeah. and, and this isn't necessarily for me. I think yeah. that it could, it could be mandatory for healthcare workers yeah, and I think yeah. that would be okay, kind of like the flu Flu vax is mandatory yeah. for healthcare workers, mm. but I think for general society, I don't, I don't know. I just still think so there should be an ounce of choice. Okay, so you actually think it's okay for mandatory uh, for healthcare workers? Yeah. It's not. You don't think that we should be able to make up our own minds about it and come to our well. Mm. I mean, again, you think about the risk that you pose to your patients. Like that's kind of yeah. the the idea behind the flu jab. I think is not it, yes, it's to protect you, but it's also to protect your patients. So mm. I think inherently, as a healthcare worker, we do this because we want to help and protect our well, patients. Uh, so that's the thing is, you it, shouldn't it's, be it's to it. help the patients, I guess, with the flu, but also it's to save um, organisations a hell of a lot of money from mm. people going on sick leave. And mm. we know and it's not going to be a we know it's not going to be a, a total um, guarantee that you're not going to then get it. It's yeah. all about immunity. It's all about herd immunity. Mm. And so if we leave it to society mm. these days to decide whether they're going to get it or not, uh, the chances mm. are that 
Bloody yeah, don't do that. No. Yeah. Like, well, Ev, what do you think? I'm I'm with Lee on this one. Like yeah. it gets to a certain point that with most vaccinations, yeah. I mean, I'm pro vaccinate. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to take a while until we actually get there, and well, when it finally comes in. Yeah. Is it going to be mandatory is probably a big question. I yeah. think for healthcare workers, especially for us, I, I yeah. get the feeling it will be because... See, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I was going to say it's one of those things that if we don't, are we going to start losing more workers if we have another outbreak? If mm. we can control that's, it, yeah. um, what we're doing seems to be working to a certain degree at the moment. Yeah. But that's not the same everywhere. Mm. So well, it's, it's another... It's like, I don't know, what's the equivalent? It's like you, wearing gloves. You know, what I'm, job. you know what I'm afraid of what's is that, um, that you've got people like obviously Donald Trump, who's out there spruiking and demanding his people to have a vaccine by October. And he's the one, I'd imagine, putting so much pressure on on these uh, companies to develop this vaccine that what if that pressure results in mistakes mm. because like due diligence hasn't been taken. Or, yeah. or corruption. And, 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 and that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. Like politicians are the ones spruiking this Economic gain and, when and all those sort of things. It shouldn't be. I feel like it should be the scientists yeah. um, spruiking when we're going to be having a vaccine and, and when it's going to be due by. Not a politician standing up and being like, we need this by October and we will have it by mm. October. So vote yeah. for us. You know, oh, like, definitely. When politics uh, comes into play, then I yeah. get, I get sceptical and yeah. I get quite, I'm dubious about it as well. But, but at the same time, like what, what, uh, what other choice, do what we, other choice yeah, do we have? Like just, show me the literature that yeah. I can understand that, that I, that helps me make a decision and I'll read it. Yeah. But I guess my other thoughts on why no though, is I'm just thinking is like, for example, the flu, you get um, different strains of the flu every year. What's to say that COVID won't change and transform mm. and then this vaccine becomes redundant. Mm. And secondly, like remember swine flu, um, yeah. I don't know, what else? Pig flu. SARS and all of this sort Bird of stuff. Flu. And there's all yeah. these, there's Dog all these flu. things that come out that, um, oh, there's a phone. Um, there's all these things that kind of come out that you go, oh, you know, we need to protect ourselves. But this is the first time that Australia has felt so threatened mm. by a pandemic, whereas in other countries, yeah. that you kind of it just these things happen and they get over it and life goes but on. But this this is this is way above and beyond what the world has experienced in the last I don't know how many well, years. But like the Spanish flu, well, I was yeah, say the Spanish yeah. Flu. except the yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean it's pretty shocking in some countries, but we're doing yeah. a pretty good job here. So. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, but we can't live in no. the lockdown yeah, situation yeah. that we're in forever. Why so not? We, I love it. I'm joking. <laughs> Some people love it. <laughs> but if we're ever going to get out of that, then we need something else. Yeah. You just can't rush the science. No, you can't. Or else you're, right. you're going to make mistakes. Totally totally corruption agree. comes into it, like you said. So I just I just hope that, that at some point all of us can read something and, and understand something well enough to make an informed decision ourselves, not just mm. either be pushed upon us yeah. or or be have, and, and therefore have to blindly sort yeah. of follow. I, I would like to be able to read something and, and understand it. I just don't know if we're going to have that opportunity. Yeah, I know. Not yet. Well, interesting. What's that? Have faith, brother. Not yeah. yet. I've got, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. I'm not smart enough to understand the science behind it, so I've got to trust someone. Yeah. Let's oh, find well. someone. We'll bring them on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not Donald. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, guys, um, Are You OK Day has been and gone again this year. And... Um, it's interesting. Uh, the last episode, I think I was harping on that, you know, uh, I was complaining about the lack of big work and it's just, you know, a little bit of mundane stuff. Well, mm. oh. <laughs> that's changed. <laughs> I have been smashed yeah. and I've probably had uh, a couple of the biggest jobs I've, in my career. And and I've been in the job for three years and um, 
some of the biggest jobs and yet I'm working with a trainee and they've been in the job for, you know, like six weeks, mm. 12, uh, you know, 12 weeks and then bang, they're, they're, they're hit with the same kind of, uh, you know, same scenario, same scene where I've had time to, to build up to it in a way uh, before I see something quite horrific. And um, I was just wanting to see with you guys, after a, a massive job, after a big job which is um, quite traumatising, how do you best uh, deal with it? Are you someone that likes to, to talk about it and to talk to uh, your friends and your colleagues about it or do you prefer to uh, keep it in and perhaps don't like being asked questions? Jen? Mm. Um, just back a second to touch on one of what you just said about some of the biggest jobs in your career. Um, something that has crossed my mind and I've thought about this a little bit in reflection is that I think that as a trainee I did go to quite a few big jobs but I didn't recognise the severity of them yeah. until... Uh, understanding the kind of clinical decisions made and the scene management um, that you get with a few years experience. Like I definitely went to a couple of big jobs and didn't really feel like I had, but that's because I'm almost tasked to, you just need to get a cannula. Yeah. Yeah. You need to get a cannula or you just do CPR or you just do this, you know, but now there's all this responsibility about scene management, not only of the bystanders and the patient and your probie, but whatever else is going on yeah. clinically as well. So I think that's something to consider. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, what are we talking about? Are you okay, Day? Um, me, I am a massive debriefer. Mm. I love to chat mm. and I'm very fortunate that I have a partner who works in health as well. So mm. um, we very often will chat it's about nitty gritty. Yeah, yeah, jobs and work. And, and a lot of it comes down to, yeah, how do we feel we performed? So... Um, I will always try and think about not necessarily uh, go over and over again the details of what I saw, but how did I perform and what decisions did I make? And that's something I'd love to chat about with my partner, my colleagues, my, you know, my work partner, whoever, um, to really break down the decision-making process. And I think that helps me process jobs Would there be any jobs there that you wouldn't want someone to ask you about? You know, if I'd known that you've gone to something, you know, pretty bad, Mm. um, are there any in there that perhaps you wouldn't want someone to come up and ask you? Trigger warning. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no. (laughs) Don't ask her, Carl. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I really want to know about that one you did last week. Um, No, I mean, I, to be fair though, I'm not a trauma magnet. I know some people are shit magnets, some people aren't. I'm not. Mm. Um, So I love how you just looked at me just there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You? Yes, me? Absolutely not. yeah, so I, I don't think so, but again, I love to chat. Yeah. So, so it normally doesn't ever bother me if people ask questions. Ah, yeah, cool. Ev? I think just reflecting on that question, I've probably changed and evolved a little bit on how I sort of debrief and process the jobs afterwards. Yeah. Like initially, exactly what Jen said before, like in your first couple of years, the big jobs, you don't realise how big they are until well afterwards mm. because you do have that tunnel vision and just sort of smaller yeah. tasks in it. Yeah. Um, once you start getting your own probationer and all that, you start seeing the bigger picture, which probably puts a lot more stress on you as a, a training officer or a mentor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, uh, when it comes to debriefing, I think I'm at that level in my career where I am happy to talk about all things clinical, especially yeah. about what happened afterwards and really dissect the job to work out what happened, where did we go well, where did we go wrong, how yeah. do we fix it for next time yeah. mm. if there was a problem kind of thing. Mm. Um, in terms of like the really nastier, bigger jobs, uh, I find those questions, this is just me, mm. um, are you okay, how did you go after that job? It's kind of like, well, you know, if it's something really horrendous like a paediatric arrest, yeah. 
and they've passed away, then how do you think it went? Like yeah. it's kind of a dumb question, yeah. I, I feel. Yeah, yeah. But I understand the intention behind it. So yeah. um, I will talk all all the time about clinical stuff, yeah. absolutely, but the sort of nitty-gritty stuff behind it about the emotional aspects, I'll leave that to my friends and family, I mm. think. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with you there, Ev and, and Jen. You, It's hard in the first little... Well, I think you change as you progress and evolve through your career. You change how you deal with things. I certainly remember in my very, in my, maybe even in my first roster, there was a pediatric drowning and I, I, I remember saying to one of my support people, I don't know if I can do this job, you know, mm. because it was so traumatic and it was so, you know, impactful that it rattled me. But then, you know, move forward uh, to 10, 12 years, like there are still jobs that rattle me to the point where I'm very uncomfortable, but mm. I'm, I don't then question whether I am in the right job. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. And I think depend and my debrief or, or my the way I deal with jobs changes for every every job dependent on how I feel about it, whether it's really emotional, whether mm. it was a, a big clinical job which I wasn't sure about. So if it's really, really emotional, I'll usually turn to family and friends. Yeah. If it's something that's really clinical um, and and I want to make sure that my performance was in, in, in line, then I can't really turn to family and friends because yeah. they're not paramedics. Yeah. Yeah. I then go to my, my mentors at work. So it, it changes for me. But as far as are you okay, K-Day, and that or are you okay question goes, I really like it because like as I've gone through my career, I found myself sometimes getting to that point going, no, you know what, I'm not okay with that and and thinking how to be okay with that. Um, And I think if we're all, I mean, for me, I've got no other skills, so I've got to be in this job for 40 years. (laughs) Um, If if I'm going to sustain the next 28 years... I've got to be okay. Mm. Um, well, it's interesting after those big jobs that you attend to. Uh, do you find uh, – I know where, where, where I'm working at the moment. Um, I've attended some big jobs recently and a few days later I've just got a call um, from a person who I, I don't know that well, but they just called, hey, just checking in with you. Yeah. I've heard that you went to a, a big job. How, how are you going? Um, yeah, just a check in. And I just – I don't know. For me, I find that like – uh, really encouraging and it's just something that's yeah. um I, I don't know it's almost like an acknowledgement that yeah you, you, you have done something. something yeah you did something and and it's i don't know i find that well we have like i, I think like, probably most services would have the, this you know um i think it's called the major incident yeah um, it's it's a register spelling, yeah uh, yeah yeah and i like that too i like having someone call and especially if they are yeah. well especially if they are clinical focus like yeah. i i once upon a time went home and told my wife about a, a store a, a job that i did mm. and it rattled her to the point where she was really yeah. affected oh, by and it that's yeah, right. yeah yeah and she, and so from that moment forward i i stopped telling her the nitty-gritty details yeah. of big jobs because yeah. it affects her yeah in like a in like a secondhand third-hand yeah, way absolutely uh so having someone reach out is is really nice because mm. you can then they've identified as someone who's willing to receive that kind uh, of grim detail yeah mm. and yeah. and it might not even be that you you really need to talk about it or want to talk about it but just the fact that someone's uh checking in and and mm. and seeing you how things the recognition cool. of it yeah. yeah you know the interesting thing about this about debriefing after the jobs we always talk clinical 
you know, yeah. like, you know, the ins and outs of the specifics of the job, which is mm. fine. That's what we're meant to do. Um, I had a chaplain ring me, this is probably about two years ago after a really big, messy job, mm. right? And she's like, how you doing? And I went, oh, yeah, so we got called to this and we did da-da-da-da, went through the whole story and that. And she said, you didn't you didn't listen. I asked how you're doing. Yeah, She right. goes, you paramedics are all the same where you tend to just talk about the specifics yeah. of, oh, you know, I got a cannula in and I gave this and they didn't yeah. respond to that. She goes, it's all very interesting, but that's not what I was asking. It's a real, it's yeah. a real mask, isn't it? You it put really a mask yeah. on and you cloak yourself in this, like, this clinical... Yeah, blanket of security. Mm. But then when you peel that back and you think, how am I actually after seeing what I saw? Mm. It can be very, yeah, you can you d- don't always like what you see sometimes. Mm. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, um, look, guys, I, that's pretty much all we've got time for the debrief. But, um, guys, stay with us. Uh, our announcement is coming up right after this. It's a bit more exciting. Uh, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. To celebrate over 5,000 streams of us rambling, we wanted to say thank you to you, our listeners. So we've teamed up with theparamedicshop.com.au to give you the chance to win a brand new Victorinox rescue tool valued at $150. The rescue tool designed by Swiss paramedics can assist you with a seatbelt cutter, a window breaker, a disc saw for shatterproof glass, and much more with over 12 separate functions in one tool. To enter, jump onto our Facebook page at Rambling Ambos and tag two friends in our competition post. For all the latest paramedicine gear and equipment, head to paramedicshop.com.au, Australia's biggest and best online paramedic store. For full terms and conditions, see the competition post. The winner will be announced on episode 10. Good luck. Welcome back to the Clinical Corner. Today, it's another cases review day, so we've brought some cases to put to each other, hopefully get some answers from, and Lee, you're kicking us off. What have you got? All right, so it's been a pretty hot start to spring, mm. uh, and I think coming into the sum- into summer, we're going to get even even hotter and hotter and hotter. Well, that's generally the case. Yeah, yes. yeah, but you know, <laughs> like every year is hotter than the last, we know that, and there's a real significant at-risk population in the heat. Now, it might seem silly, but mine is less of a case conundrum, more of just like an admission of, of, of fault it's here. public service announcement. Public Same service announcement. announcement. <laughs> okay. Always needed. Thank you. Heat stroke. Heat stroke is, is a very real uh, and dangerous thing, as mm. we all know. But I did a job, 75-year-old lady in her backyard doing some gardening and presented every single way like a stroke, right? But yeah. she was she was warm. She was hot. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we Lee, thought... Lee, you're into the 75-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guilf, hang on. I'm guilf. pretty sure he's just given away the um, answer to I have. That's uh, why I was saying it's less, it's less of a case mm, conundrum. Okay. It's more of, a, more of a public service announcement. Okay. Um, because I just wanted to... Yeah, I wanted to like, sort of say that there are so many things that can mimic stroke, but Mm. particularly heat stroke. And in this environment that we're in, and we're going to find ourselves in more and more and more over the next couple of months, um, be mindful of that. Because this lady, she presented, uh, she had had slurred speech. She she was... um, 
She had like facial droop. So fast positive. Yeah, she was fast positive. From heat stroke. From heat stroke. Oh, that's actually and quite interesting. Yeah, you could yeah, have really so caught me off there. Oh, I really? Think. No, <laughs> I, I couldn't have caught the other two, Carl. So. Oh, well, look. Um, but, you know, ended up ended up bat phoning her and getting her into recess and doing the full workup, had the yeah. stroke team involved. It was only about 40 minutes later that she was sitting up asking for a drink of water um, uh, because they'd successfully cooled her down. Now, we did start the cooling process in pre-hospitally, which I'm very proud of. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's well, a, it was a, an interesting... When you can't not... <laughs> It was yeah. It was an yeah. interesting, um, interesting little case because what what you know could very easily be mistaken for stroke was actually heat stroke, and they can present really similarly. And I'm sure you guys have had lots of jobs in the past that can present as stroke. Um, and I guess that's my question UTI. for the team. Yeah, that's my <laughs> question for the team. Is like yeah. what hypoglycemia? What yeah? Okay. The, what other things? So hypoglycemia is a classic one. Um, Bell's palsy is a classic one. Um, UTI or, or significant infection. Severe mm. dehydration. Severe dehydration. I bat phoned a drunk person who I thought there had you go. a stroke. Just drunk. <laughs> so <laughs> I clawed for back. I'm like, I need IC, uh, uh, intensive care. Uh, we've got, you know, and he's like, mate, he's just drunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's GCS9. Yeah, yeah, he's had a whole bottle of Grey Goose. Stop trying to put a naso yeah. in. <laughs> So, yeah, well, that's my little case conundrum. It's okay. just a short one. A Keep it in mind. No, like our, especially our, um, our listeners uh, in very, very hot places. Pakistan, is it hot? Yes. Pretty hot. Guy. I think yeah. it would be. Yeah, mate, if you're over there or, or um, you know, keep it in mind. Yeah, yeah that's good. Cool your patience. Cool. Mm. Cool. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> what have you got? All right, so I've got two different neuro jobs that I'll run Ooh. past you, okay? okay. Um, these were both uh, the jobs that I attended just recently. Mm-hmm. All right, so case number one was an 85-year-old female from home. Uh, we got called to her because she had collapsed on her way to the bathroom mm. uh, in the early standard hours of the job. morning. Yep. Yeah, standard job. Mm. That's right. On examination, I'll just get to the crux of it. She had neuro deficits. She had one... Uh, Try again. We had left leg paralysis, left arm hemiparesis, and a left-sided body lean. So there was no facial droop. There was no speech deficits or altered level of consciousness. (laughs) No, hypothermia was not an issue. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, this lady, um, her observations, the only thing that really jumped out uh, besides those neuro deficits was her blood pressure of 180 on 100. And when we got to hospital about 15 minutes later, it was about the same. So she was a fast positive um, patient that we uh, bat phoned into hospital. Okay. So that's the first one. The second one, uh, case two, 73-year-old female from home, <coughs> excuse mm-hmm. me, uh, vomiting an altered level of consciousness. Must be the Rona. going around. dying here. Um, normally, well, she went to bed with nausea and vomiting. Her yeah. husband checked on her two hours later and he had trouble waking her up. So that's why he's called us. On examination, she was a GCS of seven. She was combative with decorder kit, uh, right side posturing. Yeah. Um, what else? She was pale. right sided. So, for those of you that don't know, Jan Decorticate posture. Do you know how is. I remember this? Is Decorticate quarter footy. So the arm goes up to catch a footy. Yeah, oh. that's right. And Good. then therefore the hands go up. Decorticate huh? quarter footy. Thought you'd catch Carl's, never <laughs> Carl's never caught a footy though. <laughs> <laughs> Just a soccer ball, which I don't think you're meant to, but anyway. Yeah, so that, that's a sign of severe brain damage. Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, she yeah. was pale, um, passively vomiting. Uh, one of her pupils was dilated and fixed. She had a blood pressure of 220 on 130. She actually required some sedation just for assessment, a carry yeah. out of the house, atropine because she became bradycardic mm, on the geez. way to hospital, uh, bag mask ventilation because she was having periods of apnea. Oh. Okay, so signs of Cushing's triad. Very bad sign. Dare say she's coning. Yeah. 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 Very bad sign. So both of these patients were fit, healthy ladies uh, for their age. Yeah. Okay. No previous TIA, CVA history. They yep. were not on blood thinners um, and there was no recent trauma. 
So just given those two cases, what are we thinking? Ischemic, hemorrhagic, strokes, not a stroke? Oh. The second one's like got to be hemorrhagic stroke. Right. Right. Yeah. I was going with a brainstem stroke. Yeah. yeah. No, no, or like a cerebellum stroke or something. Yeah, but yeah. still, I mean, it, yeah, well, just with the Cushing's triad, like, yeah. it's got to be the Munro Kelly doctrine. You've got only so much space in the vault, and when yeah. you increase one, the others start herniating out the bottom. That's right. Mm-hmm. right. So, what about the first one? Is that is that a patient that could be uh, thrombolized or clot retrieval? Well, hang on. Is so, is thought? it a stroke though? Well, uh, have we agreed. That's what we're deciding. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, um, yeah, uh, I think it's a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yes. I, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Solid yes. They could, is it hemorrhagic or ischemic? They though? could. They could either. Solid yes. Yeah. yeah. So they they both were strokes. Mm. Okay. Um, but who I'm survived? Going I'm going to say the second one. Because you sounded sicker. No, this, I, the second one definitely did not survive in my opinion. Mm. Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, the second one, I'm going to say that they got to her to hospital. They did mm. a, we did. We yeah, can did confirm. A, did a, did a, did a craniotomy. Right. Jesus. And um, <laughs> reduced the pressure and she lived. Mm. So given that, case number one, mm. was that patient going to survive or? For sure. They? Patient number one. Yeah. Patient number one. <laughs> when are they going to survive? <laughs> Do you think they're – is that survivable? Yes. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Unfortunately, both patients yeah. passed away. Oh, God. Uh, Even yeah, a bit yeah. of a bummer, wasn't it? Did they do a craniotomy? <clears throat> no, they didn't. Oh, come on. No, they didn't. <laughs> Palliated both patients, unfortunately. Oh. Um, within 12 hours, they had passed away. Yeah, wow. wow. So wow. it just sort of threw me a little bit because I went, one of these seems to be reasonably viable – Maybe even a mm. candidate for thrombolysis or something, clot retrieval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which was patient number one. Yeah. And the second one we thought, oh, she's in she's in big trouble. Mm. Hang on. So they both had clots? They both no. had massive hemorrhagic strokes. Hemorrhagic strokes. Oh. Hemorrhagic strokes. Yeah. Yes, good. Yeah. Just for those at home, they had hemorrhagic yeah. strokes. Yes. <laughs> Only occurs in, in, in approximately 20% of stroke is hemorrhagic. Oh, yeah, really? 80% being ischemic. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's Do, actually quite is interesting. There, are there any particular indicators which make you think that something would be more likely to be hemorrhagic than ischemic? Yeah, well... Like sudden, well, yeah, on, sudden onset tell? headache. Um, oh, okay, before. Um, like very, very sudden symptoms, hypertension, trauma. Um, so do you not <laughs> get hypertension in an ischemic well, stroke? You, you can, but when you've got those like 220 on 120, like, you know. It's like extremely hypertensive. It's more, yeah. 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 The interesting thing about that comment was I used to think that, yes, you could. Tell and and given, you given, given how they're presenting and the blood pressure and history yeah. and all that kind of thing, you go, yeah, this seems like it's a survivable thing. Mm. The longer I go on this job, the more I realise I'm completely wrong about yeah. these things. Yeah. Um, some of the patients that I thought, yeah, they'll be fine. They'll, they'll probably even have it on TIA. They'll be out yeah. of here shortly. Yeah. Yeah. Have passed away like that, that first patient. Yeah. So I personally cannot put a finger on what's what now. What well, I think so I so if, what the, the reason for palliation, did you ever get any answers on that? Is it age? Was it, it, was, it was mostly age I mean, based. the first one was 85, second one was yeah. 73. Yeah, yeah, so yeah that's young. right. Gosh, good memory. But 85, is, uh, that's a very, that's a, I mean, that's an advanced age it patient. Is, yeah. you know, how much rehab is that patient going to be able to do? This lady yeah. was walking around the house with a walking stick, did her ADLs yeah, well. um, mm. activities of daily living if without it was your issue. own, If it was your, your own grandmother, you'd want oh. everything mm. tried, mm. right? But yeah, at the same time, when you look at it pragmatically, you go 85. Yeah. Mm. So just on the uh, stroke, uh, what we've been talking about now with the strokes for the listeners out there, who have been listening to us say fast, as in facial droop, yeah, uh, arms, arms, yeah. So speech weakness in the arms, yeah. and time. speech deficit, speech deficit, and yeah. then near yeah, time of onset being less mm. than uh, 
Four and a half. Well, it changes every Three, few weeks. Three, six, four and a half. Just <laughs> not a wake-up stroke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in the States, on that note, I found that they go not just fast stroke, um, but B-fast, B-E-F-A-S-T. B-E. Yeah. They yes. always have to do so like B is for better. balance. So if you have a sudden onset oh, of yeah. vertigo or balance okay. loss, yeah. and E is for eye um, issues, as in blurred vision. Yeah. So they've yeah, added right. two more to it. Okay. Something that we don't do here yeah. in Australia. Well, I've certainly had a couple of strokes that um, were ataxic. Yeah. Unable to walk with yeah, a steady right. gait mm-hmm. for those at home. Oh, clever. Yeah. Yeah. That was from a medical when terminology you question. You've recovered, that my, you've recovered <laughs> my, <laughs> remarkably well. <laughs> All right, guys. My one's nice and quick and easy. Um, so we'll call to a 35-year-old female from an office block. Um, query panic attack. So, and it came down as a, a lights and sirens job. So at first we're like, oh, you're kidding. You know, <laughs> we're going to a, a panic attack at an office uh, at an office site. We get there, we go up the um, elevators, walk in and the manager's there and he comes across and he's like, look guys, um, she's just been in a, a two hour long meeting and we've, um, she's just found out that uh, we're terminating her contract. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, okay, queen. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then all of a sudden she's stood up and then she's collapsed on the floor. Um, having a panic attack, having a faint. And I'm like, oh, okay. So um, we get up there and, you know, there's certain cultures out there that like to play it up a little bit, me included, (laughs) when we're sick. (laughs) Um, And so this particular person was kind of rolling around on the ground, um, complaining of a little bit of abdominal pain. Now, vital signs, respirate fine, heart rate 83, um, temp okay, blood pressure, none. No blood pressure. Mm. Was she still rolling? You had to chase she her? Was, she was like literally as an unpalpable blood pressure. Like um, the needle didn't even. You're right. Yeah, it was actually So no quite... radial pulses, yes. no brachial pulses. Uh, yes. I'm going, Initially. <coughs> I'm going big going early, Carl. Yes, but what are, what are we thinking perhaps? Ectopic pregnancy. Okay, anything else? Oh, oh good call. I anything was going to say a ruptured bowel. Yeah, ruptured right. Bowel. I don't know. Just go with it. Okay. <laughs> oh, you've, you've got me on that one. Yeah. Like uh, I'm going to say I'll, I'll just mix it up a little bit for the stress yeah. um, from Panic that. Panic attack, just a syncope just kind brain of... Brain aneurysm. Oh, okay. Ooh, mm. yeah, right. um, okay, so yeah, we're, we're, then we're like, all right, well, um, if we can't get a blood pressure, I'll take the carry chair back down. We're going to get the stretcher. <laughs> um, anyway, when I come back up, my partner's putting in a line, starting some fluids, and um, boyfriend's there. And uh, says, oh, well, guys, by the way, she's five weeks pregnant. Oh, you <laughs> Yes, but she was one of the sickest patients I had. Over two and a half litres of fluid in her wow. yeah, cavity. Yeah. Went yeah. straight to theatres. And um, yeah. But my partner picked, well. We was it an ectopic? As soon as, yeah, 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 absolutely. Ruptured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, she was cruel. It can be really bad. And I felt, I got so cranky at the managers saying this was a panic attack. Because they really threw us off to start with. But um <laughs> Bystanders yeah. like to throw you off. Yeah. 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 She's yeah. just anxious. Someone jumped to conclusions. At the same time, like you could understand, like she's being fired, and then yeah. next minute, yeah, falls down, doesn't yeah. want to leave the office. Mm. Mm. Well, well, I was yeah. going to say, actually, thinking of one, when you talk about jumping to conclusions and along this neuro pathway, sorry, I'm going to jump in with one. Oh, you're going to. I do have one. I thought of one. I went to a 23 year old male at about 11:30 at night, complaining of a headache, and classic me, I'm like. <laughs> and um, anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So get in there, and he looks miserable. He is like sitting in the doorway. Oh, he is wearing his doona wrapped around him, and he is like real sad sack. And I'm like, all right, what's happened? He's like, I was lying in bed um, at eleven o'clock or at eleven thirty or whatever, and then I got this really bad headache. And I was like, okay, all right. Well, you look like you're uncomfortable. No worries. Let's walk out to the car. We'll take you to hospital. Blah blah blah. The spiel. Yeah. And we get into the ambulance. 
Um, and he like he quite significant like looks like he's in quite significant pain, but all his yeah. obs are okay. But he's yeah. he's you know when sometimes someone's bunging it on and then other people you're like, no, 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 I'll, I'll give you that. Like you yeah. do look really uncomfortable. So I got a line in, gave some morphine, but we were having a chat and he said at 11 that he had smoked some marijuana oh. and then at about 11.30 he had, ooh, at 11.30 he had <laughs> <laughs> this massive headache and he vomited. Yeah. And I was oh, sort of okay. thinking, I was like, oh. Red flag. The vomiting maybe because I know there's like a hyperemesis thing when you smoke weed sometimes and I was like maybe it's that but it doesn't explain your 10 out of 10 headache like this is super peculiar anyway so I took him to just the closest hospital mm. and um the nurses weren't particularly convinced either and mm. they're like oh all right drama I'm sure queen, you didn't da, tell da, the da, story da. that one no <laughs> no I didn't um, but I said I'd given morphine and yeah. they were surprised I'd even done that oh, nice. um, oh now we can't go yeah, in the waiting yeah. room yeah. good on you uh lo and behold three hours later Urgent lights and sirens transferred to a major um, you doing it? major hospital. It was oh. us. We picked him up um, for an aneurysm. Yeah, wow. wow. At wow. 23 years old. Yeah, that's sad. Girl, see, yeah. marijuana can't be trusted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh, gosh. Sad. Well, um, there Interesting you go, one. guys. Well, look, uh, Lee, thanks for the uh, PSA, public safety pleasure. announcement. Your and, pleasure. Uh, guys, thanks so much for coming back and um, and getting another episode out there. And uh, it's great to all back be back in the same yeah. room. And, um, Lee, you, I believe you have our driving song today. What have you got for us? Yeah. Well, you know, being a millennial myself, I have, uh, I am on TikTok. I don't mm. TikTok myself, but I, you know, you are such work a in the shadows 17 of year old Is that girly. a salt thing? Uh, no, negative. I no. do not have one. It's bloody great. Get involved. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of songs that people dance to. Yeah, uh, and one of my personal favorites has been remixed this year, which I know is a caveat. Uh, Taylor Swift, oh. Love Story by Disco Lines. A remix. You, remix. Have you, wow. you have totally <laughs> uploaded one of those videos in your uniform. <laughs> that is, band. I didn't expect that from you, but I'll take <laughs> it. Uh, fantastic. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. Great to see you. And uh, look, that's all we've got time for today. So make sure you jump onto our Facebook page to enter the competition uh, for your chance to win that rescue tool. But from all of us, thanks so much for tuning in. Stay safe and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. We were both young when I first saw you. 